Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos live coming to you from Studio C, where the C stands for carrier, as in ball carrier. No? Oh, oh, I get it, I get it. I was thinking, I was thinking a different kind of ball. I thought it was like a manscape thing. Um, oh, I was like, what are we talking about here? Is this? It's not presented by manscape, but there we go. That that makes okay. sense now. And if you need a new ball carrier, uh, manscaped has uh, underwear. They do. They do. Also, I feel like that should be Studio B. Studio B for ball carrier? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have something better for today? Corner? We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Pat Sertan later. Ooh, corner's a good one. It yes, really Allie. could be Studio B since uh, we Studio B is no longer and there will be a new Studio B that the people don't know about. This is kind of that Studio is A right now. Well, Studio A will stay the same at the oh. bar, but Studio B. Right. Studio so B is now different. Studio M for merch. Yes. Studio B is now the merch, which you can listen to a podcast Ryan and I are going to do on the Denver Sports Podcast, kind of talking about some of the changes the DMVR bar is undergoing, some of the renovation stuff, and how excited we are later today. Um, but that'll be uploaded later tonight so you guys can hear it. Yeah, that's going to have some serious, like, inside scoop in it because, mm. <clears throat> like, obviously everyone at this point knows we are renovating the bar, um, but not everyone knows why or what the plans are or some other changes that are going on. So uh, make sure you listen into that if you are interested in what we're doing. All right. So... First things first, the most important thing, the thing that everyone needs to know, Hank, it has been another 23 hours. Have you seen a bear? 
Still haven't seen a bear. Still haven't seen a bear. I did see my mom took a bunch of pictures. There was one day last summer where she saw three grizzlies. I think oh, she said it was like 13 total bears. So she was pretty fired up about all that. And we got to look at the pictures and they're like the live pictures. So you can see the bear like do all its bear things. Uh, but no, um, there's a dog in my yard right now. Dang. Um, Not even a good one, though. All right. Well, we're still over on bears. Um, I know that you never read the Madden chat anymore, but in there they were asking, why do you want to see a bear? What a weird question. Why would you not want to? It's like if you go to Africa, do you want to see a lion? Uh, yeah. The yes. Why else are you there? Well, I mean, uh, I feel like there's plenty of reasons you could be there. Oh, my goodness. No, it's to see the wildlife. That's that's what it's all about. But, yeah, no. still. I no hear bears. there's really good golf in South Africa. Really? Yeah. I mean, huh. That's why. I it, it'd be it, kind of dry up north of there. I mean, that's why it produces lots of good professional golfers. Like Bazudin Hoot? Uh, I was thinking more like Ernie Els. Who I actually have the same clubhead <laughs> speed as. I can't believe you're bringing up Ernie Els. Wow, big month for Ernie Els. Ernie Els has been getting a lot of drops uh, in Denver. Maybe the most he's been talked about in Denver since he was like winning. Speaking of um, people getting talked about, I saw that it looked at least like Joe Sackick brought the cup over to David Duvall's house. Uh, David Duvall. Colorado uh, Colorado product who won the British, I believe, or the Open, if you will. Okay. Um, and then they did like this weird, uh, they did sort of like a mating ceremony um, between the Stanley Cup and the Claret Jug. I wonder it what odd. it made. Yeah. It was odd. It was, it was odd. The Claret Cup, of course. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The or the Stanley Jug. <laughs> Stanley Jug is better. I mean, Stanley, anything's going to be better. That's There's true. like multiple construction trucks just pulling up on the road outside my yard now, and I'm not really sure what's about to be happening here. That would be unfortunate. Although I will say we ha- we can't hear anything yet, so that's a good sign. Well, that's good because they're very loud to me. Ooh, <laughs> also last night that reminds me, there was a storm, golf ball sized hail, it just missed Whoa. us. It hit my grandma's house, but it was kind of disappointing because we did all the things like cover up all the cars, do all that sort of stuff, but without the payoff. All we got was pictures from my grandma of the golf ball size hill. Like, wow, it's as big as your hand. So I guess it's good that nothing broke. But also, again, list of Montana experiences. I feel like I'm coming up just short. I'm glad that you you said house after grandma because I was worried when you were going to say it hit my grandma. <laughs> yeah, uh, you're which... just like on the phones blowing up with alerts. Like, get people and animals inside. They will be injured. It's like, oh, okay, sh- well, grandma's inside. Our dog's kind of dumb. We don't need to check on that. That's that's good. Um <laughs> Did it does does that last for a while in Montana? Because like the other day, it the hail where we were in Steamboat and like everyone kind of like froze for a second. We're like, should we move the cars? And I was like, no, this will be over in thirty seconds, and it was. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I mean, they said it was moving like twenty five miles per hour, which seems honestly kind of slow in terms of speeds. There's sixty mile per hour wind, I guess, which is more impressive. I don't know. I guess it seems like it just goes by. It hailed multiple times, though, which that was rare. It stopped yes. after 30 seconds, but then after 30 minutes, it started hailing again. And then after like an hour, it started uh, hailing again. Which we but they were all just 30-second bursts. 
All right. Somebody's really building something in the middle of the road right here, and I'm not sure what's up. I did hear um, like a the break of a construction. An urge. Yeah, that was yeah. a loud urge. That what is that called? I just come an urge. Urge. <laughs> is that a real <laughs> word, or did you just? Make I don't know. Up? It sounds right though. It does. I, I'm fully un, in support of that. Okay. Uh, today we are going to finish our series looking at the Broncos' um, team, or sorry, player totals as I'm searching for uh-huh. it here on DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, and we really just use this as a way to frame a conversation about what we expect from these players. Um, and so we went through Russ's TDs, yards, and picks. Was there one other one? Maybe. Can't remember. Um, oh, we're oh, there's my yard. Wait, Those how, are all the trucks. How did that just happen? It's magic, Ryan. <laughs> this is <laughs> that's how fast of a producer I am. Wow! For I just, yeah, yeah. How did podcast, you... I have a picture of Henry's yard right now. They're how just did... rolling up. How did you obtain that picture? <laughs> Henry just <laughs> sent it in our Broncos assignment. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, that does look concerning for the <laughs> quality I'm... of this podcast. Yeah, I know. I'm doing my best not to get distracted. They just all rolled up at the same time. Also. Uh, a pretty pretty significant yard flex from Henry. Yeah, I saw a little zipline action in there. There's a zipline? Oh, yeah, I've, I've yep. been on it. Yep. Um, played some can jam over there. I think we lost mm-hmm. to your friend. That pissed me off. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so we went through Russ. We went through Cortland and Jerry. And finally, we go to the running backs. And unfortunately, I guess, uh, they only have one running back. And that's going to make things, I guess, fun for us because we can make our own lines for Melvin. Mm-hmm. But they only have Javante here. And I guess I just want to start there. Do you do you think that they are right or wrong for only having one running back from the Broncos? I think they're wrong. Like, it's wild to me that, like, they split carries last year. They, they chose the running back with the second most yards on the team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's a... It's it's strange to me that they went with just one of these guys. Who knows? Maybe they're just a couple days away from Melvin or something. And these are two that we've talked about um, right here. The first two names on the list. Now, it's in alphabetical order, but it works out nicely. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So, they do have two from some teams. Um, and, yeah, yeah, maybe Melvin comes up a little bit later. But I think you're right. I think that they need to have Melvin on here, and that's going to kind of frame – my feelings on some of this stuff that we talk about in here, here just in a second. Um, you saw the headlines, so you have an idea of what they project Melvin or Javante for, but is that, what would you have projected? Uh, honestly, something right around, like it's tough to say that he would be a thousand yard rusher, but it's also tough to say that he's going to be too far off. So, I mean, 975, that's probably right on the dot, honestly. And, and, of all the bets we've talked about, this might be the one I'm most scared of. Mm. And why do you say that? Uh, I mean, you know, we talked about, I think he's probably getting more carries this year. I don't think it's like substantially more carries as much as I think like a a better offense means they're going to be even more consistent or more, more uh, productive, even more efficient. There's my word. Uh, You don't, really expect them to move up too far from like fifth most efficient rushing game so getting from that whatever was nine nine oh three or something like that up to nine seventy five 
that's just that's a pretty big jump. And I'm not sure I'm taking even money on him to be a thousand yard rusher, you know? Yeah. And I guess my whole thing just comes back to Melvin. Like it's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon is the only thing between Javante Williams and a thousand yards. Um, and I feel pretty mm-hmm. strongly about that. And I've said it once. I'll say it a million times. I just don't trust the idea that me- that Javante Williams is going to be the bell cow for this team. And I think, that, you know, that was something that a lot of people wanted to believe when the Broncos essentially were just like, yeah, Melvin, you can do whatever you want. And like, there was nothing else for him to do. So he came back. Um, but all along, I thought Melvin would be back. And I thought that he was going to steal a bunch of carries uh, from Javante. So I guess we'll start with yards. 975 yards is what they have Javante Williams for. And what's interesting is uh, they're giving you the juice on the under. So it tells you they're a little bit uh, afraid of him going under as well. It's minus 130 Mm -hmm. on the under. It's plus 100 on the over. So if you're confident in him going over, you're getting good value there. but I think DraftKings is protecting themselves a little bit here, saying, yeah, we have him set here. We're not exactly sure of it. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just tough when, you know, you look through at the players that have higher lines than, uh, than Javante. Like, Dalvin Cook is higher. Uh, Derrick Henry's higher. Uh, Joe Mixon is, is just barely higher. Jonathan Taylor's higher. But there's only this handful of guys, Najee Harris and Nick Chubb. The rest of them are all below. And with Melvin Gordon in the backfield, it's just so hard to say that he's going to be, what, looks like that was was six guys in front of him, that that they have him as the seventh leading rusher in the NFL this year. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's, they're splitting carries. If you get one of those guys in the top 10, like, I think that that's some really good work from one of them unless something crazy happens injury-wise. Yeah, and what do Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, what do all those guys have in common? First of all, they're superstars. Um, And second of all, they are, with the exception of Chubb, um, like the true bell cow number one of their team. Uh, Obviously, the Browns use a lot of um, uh, Kareem Hunt. Uh, as well. Is he, is he still there? I think he is. Yeah. Um, so that's a little different, but Nick Chubb is also maybe the best pure back in the league, um, or at least top three. So he's at 1,200. Like, all of those guys who are ahead of him are considered to be the running backs in the mm-hmm. NFL, and most of them being true number ones unquestioned. And I just don't think we're quite there yet with Javante Williams, so I'm afraid of it. So, so I guess that leads me to the question that is in this headline. And we'll talk about TDs here in a second, but is 975 yards a successful campaign for Javante Williams this year? Absolutely. If he goes for 975, that's a, that's a very good year, maybe a great year, but a very good year. Yeah. And I think the big thing is like everything that we think about him right now will be confirmed, right? Like, mm-hmm. if he goes for 975, we're saying, like, yep, we were right about Javante Williams. That dude is awesome. And if you give him more in the future, he's only going to do better with it. And to me, like I've talked about a lot, the number one thing I'll be looking for is consistency. Can he avoid 
the one yard run and, and turn those into three. And if he can, then I think next year the Broncos would be confident and comfortable, you know, maybe taking a running back in the fourth round and saying, okay, he's the backup to Javante. Yeah. Competes with Mike Boone for that role or something like that. Yep. But yeah. I mean, finding, finding number two running backs is not hard to do. Like they're just everywhere. You know, Phil Lindsay was sitting out there for, for such a long time. And, you know, in, in, a, in another world where the Broncos don't have Melvin Gordon, maybe he would have benefit. But yeah, I mean, if, if Javante goes for 975 or if he hits a thousand, I guess might be an easier benchmark. Then you're almost definitely saying, yeah, this is our guy. We're, we're ready to just ride him and we don't need to have a 1A, 1B situation anymore. Yep. All right, let's look at touchdowns now because as iffy as I am on yards, I probably am even more so uh, on touchdowns. And again, it just comes back to Melvin. He's set at seven and a half. So the, the lines at DraftKings are nine seventy-five and a half and seven and a half. So I went with the low side here and said, okay, if he gets close, is that a successful season? And they've got him at seven touchdowns. Now, last year he had four. And again, it's kind of like this thing that we always do where we just expect better year like okay well this guy was good he's young he's gonna have more next year mm-hmm. I think that this one is way off honestly um and and of course you can see a world in which Javante Williams is you know like getting carries on the one yard line and just bursting through people and racking up touchdowns like you could see a three touchdown game for Javante and if that happens then this obviously becomes um a lot more attainable but we're set you know, we're coming off of four last year. Uh, and I believe three of those are rushing. Now, it doesn't matter, you know, or, or is this? So these four rushing, three receiving. Okay. Four rushing, three receiving, which that's actually impressive that he had three receiving. Um, four rushing touchdowns last year. And the biggest problem here is that the reason why Melvin Gordon is on this team, in my opinion, is because of his success in the red zone. He is a great red zone back. He's good at, you know, the little jump cuts and things that you have to do, dodging guys in the backfield, leaning forward, getting across the goal line. You know, it, they, they, they'll say things like he has a nose for the goal line of, of a guy like Melvin Gordon. And it's true. Um, he's good when he's down there. And it all, like, Nathaniel Hackett just doesn't care about, like, oh, let's get our young guy reps on the goal line. Like, no, he's going to just do what gives him the best chance of scoring a touchdown. And the evidence to this point says that Melvin Gordon is the guy that you give the ball to inside the 20, inside the 10, inside the 5. Yeah, totally. I mean, if, if he's going to do it, the, the one argument for him picking those up, I mean, first of all, I guess you could look at, like the three receiving touchdowns, is that a little bit fluky, a four to three ratio? Is that more likely to just be five to two or something like that? But also, and the Broncos scored 37 touchdowns last year. Yeah. The Cowboys scored 64. The wow. the Chargers scored 58. The Bucks scored 63. So there's the Seahawks score. Not a lot. The 49. 49 compared oh to 37. God, that's dude. so bad. And that's with Geno Smith for a chunk of the season. For a couple games, yeah. I mean, there will be more touchdowns to go around. Will there be 30 more touchdowns to go around? Honestly, maybe. But more likely, it's like that 18 to 20 range, probably. But of those, 
I mean, do you just say they split evenly among Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy's probably getting quite a few of those. I, I it's it's tough to say that he's going to get enough to score eight this year. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you were to imagine, okay, you know, everyone goes up eighty percent in their production because the touchdowns go up by that much. Um, then yeah, it's easy to imagine that he gets over this. And I think it's, I don't think it's, um, it's accidental that he had three receiving touchdowns. Um, I think that that's, you know, something that he brings to this team. It's nice. Like he's a guy that, and you know, I'm imagining one right now where he like dove for the pylon off a little swing pass to the edge. Um, he's like, he's a guy that you want to get out in space. So like you almost imagine doing that more than handing him the ball inside the five yard line. It's like lining him up in the shotgun having him flank out, getting him one-on-one with a corner or a linebacker on the edge, and he's like, okay, he's going to break that tackle and get into the end zone. That stuff makes sense to me. That doesn't apply to this line. This is just rushing touchdowns. Yep. And I think that Melvin Gordon is going to be a huge touchdown hawk in in this category. I also think that they're passing the ball from the five. Like, you know, they're not just trying to pound it in. There will be times where they're just like, okay, we're on the goal line just give it to, to Javante and just have him plow through. Like, that that will be a, a thing that they try at certain points. Not enough for me to say he gets eight rushing touchdowns um, just because I believe so much in how much they're going to pass the ball. Why, like, in the end, inside the 10-yard line is when you win or lose games. Mm-hmm. What player do you want deciding whether you win or lose those games? It's Russell Wilson. Like, you – are putting the ball in his hands not only because he's the best player on your team, but also because he can throw it in and he can run it in. You know, like when you have a, a mobile quarterback like Russ, and I would say he is a top five, top six mobile quarterback in the NFL, you're just dropping him back there and saying like, okay, just go make a play for us. Like if things break down, he can break the pocket, he can run it in, he can extend. There's so many more paths to success on a play when you put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands and just handing it off. Totally. Yeah, totally. Also, you know, the Russell Wilson best player on the team, that might be kind of debatable. Like I, I, I mean, Madden ratings aren't everything obviously, but if you were to go by the Madden ratings, I'm pretty sure he's tied with Justin Simmons. I don't know. I, I don't think it's crazy to say, I guess that, he he might not be. It'd be pretty easy to say that at the end of the year. You know, if Justin Simmons goes out and has a big year, something like that. But yeah, offensively, I guess there really isn't much of a conversation. Interesting. Interesting. And I think we're going to have a conversation about another guy who's a candidate for best player on the team yes. here in just a second. Um, to tie a bow on this, what would you have set the lines for Melvin Gordon at if, if you were DraftKings Sportsbook? 900 rushing yards. Seven and a half touchdowns. Six and a half or seven and a half is tough. I'd probably go seven and a half. So that's... How many... Didn't Melvin have a bunch of rushing touchdowns last year? I believe it. He had... uh, I think he led the team. Okay, I think he led the team in touchdowns last year. Um, Which, again, something to think about. Nine in 2020, eight in 2021. Um, I think seven and a half is probably where you put that line. And I would 
I would be more tempted to take the over there on both of those stats. And maybe that's why uh, DraftKings doesn't have the lines up because if they set him where, you know, closer to where his upside is, if he ends up, you know, being the guy for a couple games just because he gets hot, well, then it's going to be too high. People aren't going to take the bet because, you know, Broncos fans especially are way higher on Javante Williams than they are on Melvin Gordon. If you set him too low to try and entice people to take them, like me, who would, um, then you're really exposing yourself. Like 900 yards, I would take the over on that in a heartbeat. Um, Yeah. Just because I think that it's an even split, I think both guys go over 900. Uh, just like last year. So, or I, I guess a little more than last year, right? Both guys were in the 800s last year. Did they both? Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's right. Oh, did no. they just get over 900? They both each got over 900. It was, it was like 912 and 903 or something. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think I think you see a pretty similar output from them. I would be afraid of going too high on, on Javante rushing touchdowns, and I would wish that they set it too low on Melvin. Uh, and I could profit off of that. Yep. And I did pull up the Madden ratings just uh, for fun. Justin Simmons at 92, Russell Wilson at 88. And these are for last year. Um, these are last year's Madden ratings. Simmons at 92, Wilson at 88, Melvin Gordon at 87, Bryce Callahan at 86. So that, according to Madden, would be your conversation. Best offensive player. That's a bad conversation. <laughs> uh, also, Russell Wilson at 88 is disrespectful. Okay. That man is an, is 90 at the lowest. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, and, and I bet new team, they'll bump him up higher this time. I'm talking about the winning winningest quarterback in the NFL since he entered the league. He started the season at a 94. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And ended the season in 88. So well, he did start, and I think Simmons started in 91. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, obviously, he wasn't the same player when he came back yeah. from injury, so that's fair. Uh, okay. 94, that's where he should be. That's where he should be to start this year as well. Um, okay. Uh, before we move on, it is a Breck Brew Friday, my friends, uh, which means it's time to go down to your local liquor store. Use that Breck Brew locator. Find the nearest Breck Brews to you and enjoy your Friday night on like a patio. Apparently, there's a heat wave coming to Denver, um, mm-hmm. which just means like more strawberry skies and good companies this weekend. Um, so get over there. Check out Breck Brew. Uh, also, you know, send us pics. Like, tag us. Hashtag Breck Brew Friday, something like that. Show us what you're sipping on tonight. I always love seeing those pictures. Uh, maybe you have, like, a cool background. Maybe you're, like, camping or something. I don't know. Um, by the way, I have two goals for this summer, and I haven't even sniffed either one of them yet. Um, one of them is go camping. I love camping. I don't personally have the gear. So that means I kind of have to get like invited by someone and then I can like scrounge together like a tent and a sleeping bag or something. Um, but like there are, the, you know, there's those people, they're like the camping people and they have yeah. all the fun stuff to do and all and like all, you know, they've got the right equipment for everything. <laughs> get invited to those people to have a good camping experience. The other one that I just don't know, I need to like maybe publicize that I want to do this so someone will invite me to it. Um, I really want to go to a crawfish boil. Oh, that sounds so good. That sounds so good. That's something. So my barber with a bunch of like the CU linemen, they just like boil up a bunch of that stuff. And it looks incredible. I guess my barber knows some guy who's on like the loading dock or something 
when they load like crabs at the grocery store or something. So he gets like half price crab legs. They throw all that in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been waiting for the invite because that sounds so good. I need to go to a crawfish boil this summer. And like, I, again, this is another thing. Like I can't do that. Like, no, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't have a yard or anywhere. Or, to put that or well, I mean, I feel like I could probably figure out how to get crawfish. Then I'd have to get like the giant, like, you know, uh, yep. pot to do it. Like I'm just, I'm not equipped for this. So no. someone else has to invite me to their crawfish boil. Oh, uh, it sounds so good. I guess Henry's coming too. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, also crack brews and crawfish. That sounds great. And uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, what was the bet? To- oh, Nuggets Summer League. They're minus one forty to win tonight. I I wish that I had got a bet in on them just to win the whole thing. Listening to the podcast yesterday with uh, the the Nuggets assistant GM, he was talking about he's the one who like built the the summer league team. Roster. Yeah, and it's just all defense. Like, they're just, like, found the grittiest guys. And, like, they'd be like, oh, so what about this guy's? Like, yeah, he guards one through five. Like, and, and every single one of them, it's like, uh, well, he might not be able to guard the five, but he guards one through four. No, no, he guards one through five. And it's like, these guys are going to be nasty. Like, take the unders in these games. See that. if you can get the Nuggets to win just the whole thing because I feel like that sort of defense is going to be special. And yep. Well, and you know they're telling these guys, like, hey, look, the way, the path to this roster is defense. Like, we have Nicole Jokic, we have Jamal Murray, we have Michael Porter Jr. We just don't need – we really just don't need any more scoring. We have Bones Highland. Um, like, you are not going to impress us by hitting fadeaway two-point jumpers. You're going to impress us by clamping down, and that's going to create um, a lot of urgency for these guys who are already good at that. Exactly. So I'm pretty fired up. That game's pretty late tonight, I think. So honestly, that'll be kind of nice. But yeah, under in that game, Nuggets win all these. These are our DraftKings picks of the week, by the way. Um, There we go. uh, I will never forget watching Nikola Jokic in Summer League. Um, And it's funny because we were not watching Summer League for Nikola Jokic, of course. We were watching Mm -hmm. Summer League for Emmanuel Moutier. Yep. who was, you know, one of our highest draft picks in a long time. And all of a sudden, there's just this dude out there who's like, he looks good. And it was <laughs> And imagine him wearing number one. That's so I know. Weird. I, weird when you see it. I see. When I see it, I'm like, I wish he would have kept that. That would have been <sighs> savage. It just doesn't fit him. Yes, Allie? Can you restate your pick of the weeks for DraftKings for me? Yes, DraftKings pick of the week. Henry, you're taking the under tonight? Yeah, which is um let's see where these are. What's your, what's your pick of the week, Ryan? I'll find my numbers here. My DraftKings pick of the week is the over on Cortland Sutton receiving yards. Um and just to double down on what that number was, is 900 and a half. 900.5 that is criminally low. Um uh, and it's easy money. I've got uh, under 161 and a half in this game tonight. Minus 110 playing the can Timberwolves. You, can you get the team totals? Uh, ooh, that, that might be even question. better. Nope, doesn't look like it. Okay. Spread total and money line. Maybe maybe once they see these teams a little bit. I guess you kind of want the under anyway because there's not a lot of offensive upside for the Nuggets on the court either. That, that could be the downfall eventually. Yeah, that is true. 
But mm. you should sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, even though it feels like there aren't sports happening, there still are. Um, baseball, if you count that as a sport, is happening. Uh, the summer Such league. A hater. Is, oh God, it's the worst. Um, but uh, the soccer team is playing soccer. The MMA fighters are fighting, doing all that stuff. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DMVR. Make your first deposit. Get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code DMVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And also check out all we've got going on at the DMVR.com. Um it's a lot, and we're about to <laughs> drop uh, a uh, new article over there. It's Make the Case. How many pro bowlers will the Denver Broncos have this year? Over under five is the question. Zach and I each make our case for one of those things. You'll have to read it over at thedmvr.com to see what we say. Henry, since you're not in on that one, it's not a roundtable. It's a Make the Case. It's a two-man game. Uh-huh. You take an over or under five. It'd be so much easier if it was four and a half or five and a half. I feel like five is such a good number. Six is just so hard to get to. Well, Six actually, really technically, hard. the way we said it is, will the Broncos have five or more? So I guess the number is set at four and a half. I'll, I'll, I'll take five. Because I think, I mean, Sertan's getting in. Simmons is getting in. There's my hand. Um, you've got Russell Wilson getting in. Cortland Sutton. I think out of Sutton or Judy or, or Javante or somebody, you've got one, maybe a lineman. And then defensively, somebody in that front seven, probably Bradley Chubb gets in, although it could be Gregory instead. So I think it's I think finding five is pretty easy. Yeah, it, you easily get to three. And yeah. then I say, well, I don't want to give it away. I don't want to give it away. You'll have to read it <laughs> over at ddnbr.com. All right. Uh, speaking of one of the Broncos Pro Bowlers next season, Pat Sertan. Uh, ESPN and Jeremy Fowler dropped an article today uh, in which they interviewed – let me make sure I have the numbers correct here – 50. Uh, they said it was 50 – what's the word I'm looking for? GMs – or sorry, it was executives, players, and coaches. So 50 total uh, of those things, executives, players, and coaches, but the best positions in the NFL. And – Here's what the cornerbacks rankings where you can see it on your screen now if you're watching it on YouTube, uh, which you should be if you're if you're watching on YouTube. Hit us with a thumbs up. Uh, number one, Jalen Ramsey. Number two, Marshawn Lattimore. Number three, Jair Alexander. Number four, Xavier Howard. Number five, J.C. Jackson. Number six, Denzel Ward. And number seven, Pat Sertan the second for the Denver Broncos. So I guess let's start here, Henry. Is that the right spot for him? Uh. It's really hard. It's so hard to move anybody in front of him down. That's where I'll start. Like, putting him in front of Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, Jair Alexander, Xavier Howard, like, all these guys. J.C. Jackson, Desert Ward. I guess any of them. Moving him in front of those, You're they're really, really good, and you can't just play for one season and get in front of them. That's how I feel about that. Like, like they have years of experience, and so you, you can't surpass them at this point. Denzel Ward, I guess, it makes sense that he's right in front of him. That'd be the one that maybe you could have a conversation. Honestly, having him in, even in front of Marlon Humphrey is is rough. But that's the thing about corners is it, it, they turn over so fast. 
it's so rare that you have guys that just for a decade or lockdown, they all come and go. You know, J.C. Jackson has the incredible season. He's probably got one more good year, and then all of a sudden he's gone. Like, you think back to, like, Namdi Asamoah. Like, it's just all these guys just seem like they have such short lifespans at the very tippy top. So maybe Marlon Humphrey down there does make a little more sense. So at him at seven, like, yeah, that that's great. If they had had him at number nine, that would still be pretty great. Yeah. So I'm going to disagree a little bit here. I think there's three on this list that you say, like, there's just no way at this point in his career you could put him in front of. Um, and that, of course, is the top three. Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, Jair Alexander. I'm fine with putting him anywhere after that. Um, huh. I like Xavier Howard is a nice player. I wouldn't say he's, like, incredible by any means. Um, to a point where I'm saying, like, you, he just his track record is too good for you to put Pat Sertan in front of him. What I will say is, you have to project a little bit. Like, if you're saying, if you're saying, like, who has who is the most accomplished or anything like that, then yeah. But if you're saying, like, where do you see these players this season? Then I think you're fine putting Pat Sertan anywhere in there. And I'm not alone in this because um, I personally don't have ESPN Insider, um, but I think a friend of the program. Zach Seegers does because he read the article and in the article he pull, he points out a quote uh, from Jeremy Fowler who says quote multiple high ranking executives had no problem placing Pat Sertan number one overall. He's good. Like again, like it's he needs to go do it. Like there's the other stuff. I mean the the NFL Next Gen stats came out. Um, they, they did their cornerback rankings for last year. I think that was a couple months ago now. Um, but they had him as the number four cornerback last year. And, and so like, you do see this sort of stuff. Like we all watched him play. We all know he's a freak. Like the fact that he can, like the, the question was, can he cover downfield because his, he had like a four, four, one forty or something like that. Something still pretty spectacular. It's like, yeah, you can cover downfield and he does all these other things. Great. Like, yeah, he's, he's 22. Why can't he be the best corner this year? A hundred percent. And I like, I really would have a hard time putting him above those top three, but the fact that people in, in the NFL executives in the NFL are saying they would, they would put him at number one is mind boggling. You know, like Mm -hmm. not just a Broncos fan sitting on their couch saying like, yeah, Pat's the best corner in the NFL. Like, legitimate guys who are paid to evaluate football players are saying he's number one. Um, And I think, again, there's a little bit of projection there. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how this was framed. Is it like, who would you want on your team? Then of course, like Pat Sertan in terms of an asset might be the number one asset at corner in the NFL right now because of his, usually his uh, contract and his skill all combined together. Um, But that, that part of this to me is mind boggling. And Jose says in the comments, how come he didn't make the pro bowl last year? Well, uh, cause I guess high ranking NFL executives aren't the ones who vote on the pro bowl. Yep. And what they say is, and the objective is to identify the best players right now for 2022. It's not a five-year projection or an achievement award who are the best players today. Pretty simple. So there you go. That they say, they're today. saying today on Sunday, if they could have any corner, in the Super Bowl, playing for them on the outside, they would take Pat Sertan over Jalen. Wait, what? Yeah, you, you, did you? Oh, oh, those guys. 
I was like, he's number seven on the list. No, they're not. I was like, yeah, some of them would. Again, Jalen Ramsey does some really great things, wins a lot, like does get cooked in an ugly way oftentimes because he is gambling. Gambler, yeah, gambler might not be fair because he's almost always right. But but when you're wrong about those things, it does stand out. Um, But yeah, I mean, really cool to see Pat Sertan there, but just... It'll be nice to see him just go lock somebody down all season, especially in this scheme where you have him and you have Simmons over the top. That's just such a big portion of the field that you don't have to worry about. And then you just piece together the rest of it. If if things go well, they should be so good. So I guess that, you know, we talked about what success for Javante Williams looks like. What does success look like for Pat Sertan this year? Like, how can he possibly live up to these expectations i think i mean you can always just cover a little bit tighter like there's still catches he gives up yeah you know i'm not sure what what were the numbers here they said he gave up 45 catches on 89 targets okay get that down to 40 like like that'd be nice but more realistically i think it's making more plays on the ball like get that four interceptions up to something crazy get up to eight interceptions or something like that which which is a massive ask like so much of that's out of your hands but like if you if you're that guy at some point in your career you have that season you know if if you're really the the top three cornerback top five cornerback for a decade at some point you have that eight interception season and so just going out there getting your hands on balls but also you know not giving up catches, but in particular, not giving up their down catches and red zone catches and late in game catches. I don't know. I mean, just kind of go do what he did last year and he'll be fine though. Yeah. I guess I just mean like if people, if some people in the NFL are expecting him to be the number one corner in the NFL this year, I, I guess I, I think he needs to be an all pro this year um, yeah. to live up to that, to that billing. Like, you know, you're, I think you get, four corners on two teams in terms of first team, second team, all pro. Um, so is that right? I think so. That yeah. seems right. Um, I think he has to be in there or else it would be a disappointment. Now that's not fully in his control. I guess at the very least we need to be on a podcast saying like he was robbed. Uh, uh, yeah. But I, I don't agree with you necessarily in the sense that you got to get eight interceptions at some point in your career. If you're one of the best, because I just think he he built his reputation almost too fast. The fact again, the fact that multiple NFL execs are calling him the best uh, best corner in the league right now is also telling you that when those teams are playing the Broncos, they're saying just don't throw at Pat Sertan. Like we'll take our chances elsewhere. On the other hand, the fact that you get six games against the Raiders, Chiefs, and Chargers tells me that you're going to get your chances. Like obviously, Justin Herbert tested him last year. He learned uh his lesson there maybe a little bit but i think that they're you know those guys aren't going to say like we're not throwing at pastor for the rest of his career you know like they're not going to not throw a pass at pastor for a decade um so he's going to get his chances against mahomes and herbert uh and Derek carr um and there is chance that because of that he could put up a big uh interception number the other thing though is i think if like he gets what if he gets one of those guys once or twice even they're just gonna say like all right he wins 
it's not worth it anymore, and the, and they will pull the reins back. So I wouldn't be surprised if he never has a season where he gets that many, many interceptions just because of the respect that he's already commanding. Yeah, and that's always a part of it. But, I mean, there, there was the great Champ Bailey season, the best season by a cornerback ever, yep. where he picked off 10 passes. And, you know, that, a lot of that is just taking advantage of the few opportunities you get. You know, if you're only targeted 40 times, it's tough to – to pick off that many but again if you're if you're really that great at some point you at least hit that six mark like all the great cornerbacks have done that you know champ in 2005 had eight then 2006 had 10 like that's it's out there doing it doing it in any given season is unlikely obviously but a big number season is just what happens for for great corners at some point all right i hope you're right because that would be electric uh just like, if he can even get six this year, I think that would be just so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible. Like, uh, the way, just his, he is going to get quarterbacks even when they're not trying to throw at him. Like, uh, the one that he got off Justin Herbert, not the tipped ball, mm-hmm. uh, even though that one also, they weren't trying to throw at Pat Sertan. It just bounced off his guy's hands and went to Pat Sertan. Um, the other one that he got in that game, if you remember, is like he's in like a flat zone uh, and they, th- you know, Herbert thinks he has room to throw it over him and he just breaks right as Herbert's getting rid of the ball and undercuts it and picks it off. Like those are the ones that he's going to get. And that comes from his mind, not necessarily yep. his physical abilities. That's how he's going to rack up interceptions is getting ones where they're not trying to throw at him or when he's in zone. And he and he gambles a little bit, like we mentioned earlier with Jalen Ramsey, and jumps a pass and gets it. Like he's going to have to go get them. They're not just going to be throwing it up, you know, in his area, and he's going to be able to go get it. Totally. Yeah. Uh, all right. With that said, got to give a shout out to our friends over at Green Mountain Dental Group, uh, the best damn family-owned dentist group in the metro area. Green Mountain Dental Group over there in Lakewood, just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver. Uh, And when you schedule a cleaning x-ray exam with our friends over there, they are going to hook you up with a Sonicare toothbrush. Uh, So get over to Green Mountain Dental Group, get those teeth nice and clean and shiny, uh, and get your free Sonicare toothbrush so you can keep them that way. All right, Henry, we jump into the questions again where we have once again been let down. By no. the OGs. We've let down by the OGs. Uh, so many guys have reached out to me and said, like, hey, just so you know, I'm still listening to the pod every day, but I just haven't commented as much anymore. I wanna I wanna let the new people jump in. Well, the new people aren't holding up their end of the bargain. Yeah. So get back in there. I know you guys have questions. We love answering them. Um, and I know it's a it's a weird period right now where there's not that much going on, but there's always something to talk about. So uh, we do have one here, and if you have any uh, on YouTube and drop them in there as well. And we will get to them. Um, but let's start here with mile high Buckeye who says my boys answering RK's bat signal call from yesterday. He did his job. Uh, first <laughs> off, huge shout out to Henry for coming on the pod whole, t- uh, full time. Always liked his takes when he was a guest on the show beforehand. I'll never forget, um, that his first official show was during the legendary squirrel week. I'm getting very excited for football season and getting my trips lined up. Looking forward to seeing DNVR 2.0 at some point this season. All of your guys' talks of golf is making me jealous. Most of the public courses here in central Ohio are being demolished for apartments and condos. Jeez. Uh, I do do playing though. 
Neither of you are going to be in Seattle week one. Also, we'll have to coordinate something when the Avs and Blue Jackets play. There you go. Um, do you remember the first time you were on this show? I do. I don't remember what we were talking about. I remember I was shaky, though. <laughs> was that was the one that we did the at the golf course? That No, it was at the office. Okay. It was in that... The, I think that used to be Dre's office, and yeah. then Dre moved into Spano's office. Yeah, yeah. But whatever that so little side little, like, office thing was. It didn't have a door. It was just like no. a enclave. We've really grown up. Mm-hmm. I saw a picture of our first lounge studio the other day, which was really towards the end of that period anyway. Yeah. Um, and I actually think we did a pretty good job with it. Now, we learned a lot about like what makes it look good later. But like the the decorations on the wall, I thought we uh, we knocked it out of the park. No pun yeah, intended, because there were baseball bats on there. It's solid. Yeah, I'm. I still don't know what this new bar is gonna look like. I'm. I'm. I'm curious. Honestly, I'm a little bit skeptical. Wow, a skeptic yeah. among us. There's yeah. definitely nothing to be skeptical about. It's just gonna look bigger, better, more light, bigger TVs. Huh. Um. The way you can listen to the uh, Denver Sports podcast later today, and you might learn some things that not even you know yet. Although I know you, you, you kind of want to do it like a movie where you didn't see the preview. Exactly. We started watching Squid Game last night. Oh, there oh, it is. Yeah, that's that's the office. Wow. Look at that, dude! Like the penance, the DNVR flag that was made by one of our members. Um, the the little like plastic letters underneath there; those look sick. Yeah, yeah, that was a good setup. It was just it wasn't uh, bad. very small. I like how the uh, the mer- all of our merch just right in studio because there's only room for so much in that little office. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but I, we started watching Squid Game last night, and that uh, that's a that's a weird show. That's a really weird show. I wasn't really sure what to expect. I think like the dubbed words over the top of to- pe- people talking oh, really threw me gosh. off. Oh wow, that's an old one too. That is crazy. I forgot we did show- like live shows in there. We did. That's awesome. I love that. Again, we made most of what we had there. We did. That TD that TV will be the death of me still. Yeah, we built the whole wrap around that TV so we could have like a cool thing and it just never worked. The lighting was messed up, the TV was messed up. It was rough. <laughs> it was another it was reason like we you should knew- be listening to the, the or you should be watching the YouTube show so you could see it. That was like we knew what we we knew what good looked like. We just didn't know how to make good happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, all right, we've got to wait. Real, go back to that that picture right there. Whose hand is that? Because is that that's you in hand. the picture, right? I think it's your hand. Uh, I know my hand it doesn't really look like mine. Bed kale. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? We got all the Nuggets guys at the time in the photo. You're in the photo. I'm it could almost be almost positive it's you, Ryan. My hand was looking good back then. Um, all right, let's uh, get to this question here from Jose, who says, why did the Broncos pick Josie Jewell over Alexander Johnson? It reminds me of when they had to pick between Marshall and Trevathan, and I'm just curious about their reasoning now. 
Yeah. I mean, first of all, like Josie Jewell had like the the green dot. Yep. So if but he's, he's not the... keeping it, yeah, that is true. But I mean, it kind of goes to show just kind of where they they ranked those guys in the room beforehand. Yep. But I don't know. I, I first of all, Josie had a really great start to last season, and he had whatever 130 tackles or something like that the year before. Um, but but last year, those first couple games, he looked like he'd turned the corner. Like he looked like he was about to be one of those monster inside linebackers. Um, at the same time, like I was always a big fan of Alexander Johnson. I still would be pretty tempted to bring him back um, just because I mean, the idea of playing him or Jonas Griffith. Uh, Jonas Griffith has like the upside. He's a young guy and all that. But Alexander Johnson, just as a tackler, is so valuable. But that's what he is. Like he's a tackler. He's a blitzer up the middle. Um always thought that he might figure things out in coverage, but never actually did just had all that length. He's, he's older too. Um, but obviously started his career late. So you, you wonder how much you have to care about that. Um, but yeah, I mean, AJ's a, in my opinion, a really good football player, a little bit redundant with Josie though. And Josie has seemed to take that step last year. Yeah, I think you you pretty much nailed it there. Joe, to me, it's just the tape. Like Josie was better last year uh, mm-hmm. than Alexander Johnson, and so they're just like, okay, we have to choose between these guys. We'll we'll both are coming off of injury. Let's take the you know the one who first of all, like you said, was the green dot. So they believe he's a little more liberal, you will, mm-hmm. uh, and looked better when he was on the field. Like just straight up played better than Alexander Johnson. That being said, you you talked about bringing AJ back. I don't know. I like the idea of seeing what Jonas Griffith says. And we know Jordan Dayton, big RAS guy. Jonas Griffith, 9.85 RAS. The dude is an athlete, like a big-time athlete out there. If he can mm-hmm. learn the position, and he has, he's going to have to do less than he was expected to do last year when he came in and played because Josie's going to be getting everyone in the right position and that sort of thing. I think you have a chance for a, a, a big-time home run there. Maybe if Alexander Johnson is super cheap, you bring him in as kind of an insurance policy or just depth. Yeah. And uh, I, the one thing that AJ really provides that Josie doesn't is just the, the blitzing ability. Like as a blitzer, he is much better on third downs, the ability to send him up the middle, to send him off the edge even. When you look at how this team is built now, though, and you have Baron Browning, like, why not just have Baron Browning do that on third downs? And so, again, like, he's just a little bit redundant on the first couple downs, a little bit redundant on third down. He's 30, over maybe 31 now. So, you get it. But still, like, a, a really good football player who, if, you, if you're needing if, – if you're playing Derrick Henry, there might be nobody I'd rather have from last year's defense. Like, he might have been the, the best player against that player. Uh, it's a good point. I mean, he basically is Derrick Henry. He just plays a different position. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, in terms of his size. And he was, like, that dude is the literal, like, a statue. If you're building a statue of a linebacker, you're build- you're making Alexander Johnson. So, I get it. I-, I-, I think, at this point, probably get him for pennies. Yeah. I mean, uh, they obviously don't want him. But no one wants him. Exactly. It's kind of weird, though. It is kind of weird. I would be fine with him as depth. 
um, just because he's like an experienced guy who you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of that at the position right now. Um, and to me, I mean, this position has been an issue for years. It's kind of like, you know, if Jonas Griffith doesn't become the guy that you think he could be, you're, you're asking a lot of questions about like what the, the construction of this team, especially at that position over the last few years. Totally. Yeah, I mean, the other thing I just looked at the stats in 2020, they both played, both started every game. And Josie had 113 tackles, see 67 solo versus 124 and 72 solo for Alexander Johnson. Negligible difference. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I think they just like Josie more. Alex Hoy says, why, why are there only three Nike limited jerseys on the online shop? Simmons, PS2, and Drew Locke, LOL. We have less jersey options in the NFL shop than any other team. Well, I, I would guess that, first of all, I don't know what Nike limited is. Do you know what that is? Like no, I'd imagine it's just like the one? cheapest. Okay, the lowest one. Um, I have no idea. Um, I would assume they had Russell Wilson in there and it's sold out. Yeah. Or if it's the low one, then they're not built. They're not uh, pr- uh, producing that one of Russell Wilson now because they know they can just get more money out of people by only having the Russell Wilson in the higher quality jersey. Jerseys are so expensive. Like I, I don't buy jerseys often. Like I every couple years, but it seems like like now they're 160 bucks. Yeah, 160 for just like the normal cheap ones. That's that wild to me. I mean, but yeah, I hockey, mean, like hockey sweaters are 250. Yeah, it's only ten dollars more to get the custom jersey though, and I'm pretty sure you can just click on any name and add it, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, so oh, limited is stitched. Okay, so it's it's the in between one, um, and I I, I kind of think they're just saying like if you want Russell Wilson, you got this. You got to buy the more expensive one. Um, if you could, have, we'll finish here, Henry. If you could have any jersey uh, on the team right now, which one? Who would it be? Oh, that's a good question. Which jersey do you buy? I mean, Sertan's probably the easy answer. I mean, Russell Wilson's the really easy answer. But Sertan is probably number two. No, Sertan's number one. What is that? Sertan is number one. Uh, ahead of Russell Wilson. Yeah, yep, for sure. That's a way cooler jersey. Like, the fact that it has the Sertan, the second on there, and it goes with the number two. Number two is a better number than number three. Pat is cooler than Russ. It's... Yeah. The, it, 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 that's that one's easy to me. It's definitely Pat Sertan. Yeah, I mean, I just uh, like I'm, I feel like you're factoring in that Russell Wilson is like the go-to jersey, and yes, so like because that's the go-to jersey, the cool one is like the other one, you know. So if yep. you're just making like the vanilla, like what are, what are the jersey rankings? Like Russell Wilson's in the highest-selling jerseys. Well, it was like number four, something like that, so far this year. That's I mean that's. That's the one that everybody's going to get. To me, it's like, do you want Nathan McKinnon or do you want Kale McCarr? I feel like both of those. Now it is now it is now, but like yeah. in the pa- in the past, like it's like I want Kale McCarr. That uh, now I have both, but um, like I, it's like Kale McCarr is the cooler, younger option. Okay, I mean, if I were to get one, I'd go Sertan, probably. I would probably go Javante even before I went Russ. 
Yeah. That's just how Ryan is, though. Like, he didn't exactly. play yeah. Fimbleton in Jersey until, like, I think that was the last one you got. Yep, I think it was, too. So he got... Well, no. He got Miko Landy was the last first. one I got. Then yeah, Miko is another... Miko is, like, the perfect passer tan comp. At the time, he was, like, the young, exciting option. So, um, that's just Ryan. Ryan doesn't like to go for the most popular jerseys. Others yeah, do. Out. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, though, is, like, yeah, right now, you have Russell Wilson. You're going to fit in with everybody else. 20 years from now, a Russell Wilson jersey is going to age real nice. You know, same thing with, like, an Elway jersey. Like, you wear totally. an Elway jersey now, it's different than wearing it back in the day. Yeah, my Peyton jersey doesn't fit me anymore, and that's kind of sad. Yeah, that is a shame. Also, I like the in the minority, but he loves the blue jer- or the navy jersey. Also, yeah. oh, Absolutely. the na- navy's the best in my opinion as well. The thing is, like, I don't know. I feel like you can't go. I I, I was really firmly on team wear the blue jerseys, but then when you look at the crowd and everybody's wearing orange. Like, that is just so sick. So why like, can't everyone wear so orange cool. while they wear the blue jerseys? Because if they wear the blue jerseys, everybody's buying the blue jerseys. Oh, you mean permanently? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but like, night games, night games, you wear the full blue. Day games, you wear the orange. That gets you through until it's time to get new jerseys. I think t- that's next season that they get new jerseys. And so that's the that was going to be my last point here is I might not buy any jersey right now unless you're someone who's like, oh, 20 years from now, I'll have the jersey they wore only in one Russell Wilson season. And they also happen to win the Super Bowl that year. Wow, that would be a good one. Yeah, they yeah, they seem to have like just the not not necessarily the color rush uniforms, but just some modern version of those 80 uniforms. Yep. If they put those together, just keep that orange probably. They're, they'll look great. Yeah, they will. It's a really simple solution. Although, if the Broncos win the Super Bowl this year, I just don't know if they can change the uniforms. I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think – I mean, there's no way anybody's ever changed the uniforms after winning the Super Bowl before. No way. No way. Like, the last time the Broncos changed the uniforms, it was after a embarrassingly brutal loss to the Jags. Yeah. And they needed, like, new juju in the in the air. I just need to state that the Eagles' new font is terrible. Okay. Oh, I, I like it. The Eagle Eagles fans just hate everything. Although yeah, I will Eagles say, they'll never like anything. There were a lot of people that aren't Eagles fans that also hated it. I thought it was nice. Um, what was the last thing I was going to say? Oh, uh, Javante Patsertan. Mm, uh, oh, oh, oh! I almost had it. No, it's gone. Oh, found it. Um. As I was saying, I have a Peyton jersey. The only reason I have the Peyton jersey is because I my ex-girlfriend asked me what jersey I wanted. I said, I want Chris Harris Jr., another perfect Ooh. example of, like, not the most popular jersey. <laughs> she comes for my birthday, Peyton Manning. <laughs> that's incredible. It's like my dad walking around in his Tom Jackson jersey. Like, that's how Chris Harris Harris would age. Yes, exactly. I know, but it's like, oh, look, a Tom Jackson jersey. He's like, yeah, oh, isn't that neat? You know? That it's is. Like, yeah, uh, you're like, oh, that guy, he knows ball. Yeah. Your current girlfriend does a little better than that. She does much better. Wow. I, I, for my, uh, what, what was that? My, uh, Christmas. 
I asked for a Landy jersey. Oh, my God. Allie. And <laughs> I got it. Then she also got me that sick Sackick Nordiques jersey that I wore mm-hmm. for almost every important playoff game this year. So she out, she outdid herself. That's solid. That is. All right. I think that's a good place for us to wrap up. Uh, someone said that's how you become an ex-girlfriend. Exactly. Uh, we uh, appreciate everyone for tuning in. Hit us with a thumbs up on YouTube on your way out. This is Friday, so we will be done for the week. Uh, but we will catch you guys right back here on Monday with more Broncos to talk. Uh, again, thank you all for tuning in all week, and we will catch you next week. Have a great weekend.